This is great. Chilling by the ocean, waves crashing, drink on the side. Death Star flying above me. Hey, those Typhon? The summer's out and our blockade is legal. Join Robin Boat and Sean Me Show right now. Right now. Hello there, and welcome back to our recap series, um, our journey to the Rise of Skywalker, unfortunately, is the conclusion of our journey to Rise of Skywalker. That's right. Warning, there's going to be a lot of spoilers in this. This um, is the spoiler-heavy version. Review, um, slash discussion, whatever you want to call mm, it. Mm. Um, first, I want to get... Um, your experience for opening night because yeah. you told me you never experienced an opening night like that before. No, and it, I'll, I'll say this, and I even said it. Um, and what I mean by I'm going to say it is I'm going to say something. Um, that first experience for me in a theater that size, RPX, with um, you know all my best friends right next to me, podcast buddies, uh, including Renee, of course. Um, <laughs> But it, it, it was really uh, just a fantastic experience overall. I think Sean had a blast, too. We'll get his perspective later on um, when it comes to his reaction to the Rise of Skywalker and whatever else. But overall, I think it was my first time in a bigger theater with a lot of fans there. And everybody clapping, cheering, crying together. I know before the uh, movie started, I had yelled out. I said, who's ready for some Star Wars? Uh, and... Uh, not everybody heard me, of course, because I wasn't loud enough. But um, now you—you were like that kid, like, "Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this." And then you're like, <laughs> "It's so accurate. It's so ac- it's so much easier in a smaller theater because I—I I don't know. I think I clammed up. I think I clammed up in that moment because I just don't you know anybody. A, in there. I might have been in that moment. You didn't go full force like yourself, <sighs> fatty. <laughs> oh my goodness. Aerosol fatty. That's a whole other conversation for another time. But it was a it was a fantastic experience. <laughs> we should today. just recap his lightsaber. No, we really should. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we should just remake it. Um, but my we overall, should. you you can be the one falling over <laughs> over a vacuum cleaner. Yep. Um, but no, it was a great experience being there with all my friends watching Star Wars, um, and especially it being the Rise of Skywalker, mm-hmm. the last film in this trilogy, is just the best way to have it happen. I agree. And was it your first experience with um, RPX? Yeah, it was my first experience with Star Wars with RPX. Um, what was your takeaway with the RPX experience? I think that the sound was fantastic. I think definitely... And I'm going to go see it again in standard form just to kind of get an idea of the difference between RPX and going to a theater and watching it in the standard format um, just to get an idea. But I think as of right now, um, it's my best sound experience in terms of the music and the action. Um, when there was an explosion in the film, you felt the explosion mm-hmm. around you. Um, and the sound, it wasn't piercing, but it was enough to hit your eardrum to the point of like, oh, wow, I actually feel like I'm there. 
which is really cool, very different, and bravo. Um, it, it's amazing the amount of technology that we've included in the movie theater experience. Um, I've never been really a 4D or th- 3D person. Um, I've always been the immersive 2D kind of person. So I know Renee's doing stuff over there. So she's only wrecking what I'm saying. I'm listening, but I'm just shaking my head at her. Shaking my head too. You know, it's just, it's always something. It's always something with me. But. But I am happy you were able, both of you and Sean were able to come down and see it at an RPX and experience it with a large theater full of people. And like you mentioned, like the theater that you guys normally go to, um, O'Neill. Yeah, O'Neill. Like the size of the theater we were in was like. Twice almost, the size. Yeah, definitely about twice the size of O'Neill Cinemas, yeah. And RPX is generally what I usually try and go to for movies. Yeah. I saw I saw Joker in RPX, I saw Endgame in RPX. If you have a Regal Cinema near you, try to do RPX if there's no IMAX. It's essentially mm-hmm. as close to IMAX as you can get. Yeah. Um and honestly, um, I hope you were pleased with the row of seats that we had. Yeah, it was um, great in the middle. My goodness. I, I don't think I missed a moment on that screen being in the seats that we were in. So well well done. Bravo to you getting those seats. The middle is generally the best spot to have yeah. for any movie, really. Agreed. Um, but before we get to our takeaways, what did you think of the opening crawl? This is something that I've been kind of hypothesizing on more and more. And I talked with our good friend James um, over at Rebel Scum Podcast up in Canada. And the more we kind of looked at it, and I individually looked at it Mm. as well, I think the one line, the dead speak, and like the first few lines are like, wow, really? Like powerful, powerful stuff. But I'm going to tell you, overall, compared to the entire film, the, the, the crawl was meh. The crawl really was meh. I didn't find it to be neither attractive nor unattractive. I think what it did was it just gave us a time and place and what's going on. I think it was meant to have the feeling like, oh my goodness, Palpatine is mentioned in this. Something is going wrong. He's mentioned three times in the crawl, I think. Right. But I I feel like there was so much other stuff going on in The Rise of Skywalker that it would have been like, ooh, why didn't they bring that up and inside Mm -hmm. of it? Why didn't they bring that up inside the crawl? The crawl, and I'll, I'll say this respectfully, the crawl didn't make the film for me. Like, it's not something that I think is supposed to. Mm-hmm. I think it's there just to say, hey, welcome back. How's it going? Yeah. That's all it really did for me. And that's all I needed to do for me. And essentially, Palpatine pretty much butt dialed the resistance and <laughs> pretty much like said what was going on to yeah. him his yeah. advisors or something like that. And the resistance just happened to, <laughs> happened to hear. <laughs> it was easy to get a comms mission out there and just be like, Ooh, wow. There's uh, Palpatine again. All right. Sweet. <laughs> Great. And another thing I wanted to ask you, because personally, I think this is the strongest soundtrack in the sequel trilogy. What about you? Yeah. I think it envelops everything that, 
the original trilogy and prequels have done for the sequel trilogy. Um, so many familiar themes. And then, of course, the one thing that I said in all of these reviews, if everybody goes back, listens to them on iTunes and Spotify and watches them specifically on YouTube, one of the things I said, and I think all of us have said here, is that John Williams is specifically going to take new themes and mix them in with the older yeah. themes, the themes that we are familiar with. And he did that beautifully. That was the yeah. big question I had going in. Are we going to get Duel of the Fates and then a big gap and then maybe a new song? No, he took something like Duel of the Fates. He took something like the Imperial theme and yeah. he molded it into the new music and let it flow. And it was beautiful the way it was done. I agree with you. I think this is definitely the best soundtrack of the sequel trilogy. And I think it's the one that has probably the most gravitas and most, and just uh, carries its own weight, which yeah. is absolutely fantastic. I agree. Um, my favorite bit of music in it. And actually I'll wait till we get to, yeah, when we get to the, cause yeah. Um, but you're, we'll do, six takeaways yeah rise of skywalker we kind of have to yeah i mean it just makes sense at that point um my six takeaways from the rise of skywalker itself and folks i'm gonna say it to you they're all positive if you can believe it with how everything has been they are all positive with the rise of skywalker my number six moment is when we first meet zori bliss and the interaction between her and poe dameron i absolutely love the whole spice running connection, mm -hmm. um, knowing that Poe had a following. I mean, if you read the Poe Dameron comic, it kind of touches upon something that he was doing outside before joining um, the resistance in particular, but we never got the full story on that. And I love it that Poe had an alternative story. Zori was part of that and that somebody really knows who he is. You know, yeah. this whole film is about getting to know who you truly are deep mm -hmm. down inside and to take that to accept it and to run with it every character every single character had that in the rise of skywalker and i loved the dynamic between zori and poe and poe in general in this entire um film i think he really stood out oscar isaac did a wonderful this is this is the best of oscar isaac right here in the rise of skywalker i agree and I, that's why no, that number six moment for me is Zori and him getting to see who Poe Dameron really is deep fun, down Fun fact, when they first meet, Kevin Smith is one of those people. I saw that. Actually, <laughs> it's so cool. I, he, you knew that he was going to visit that set with JJ, mm -hmm. and JJ was just going to throw him in there somewhere. Yeah. I mean, that's, was a he was a Stormtrooper voice, and now he's an actual character in it. Um, so cool. Yeah, that's so, so it's cool. really it's really cool. And JJ kept his promise that yeah. if Kevin Smith pulls through his heart attack, he'll be put into the movie, and he was. He did. He did it for him, which is absolutely beautiful. My number five moment in the Rise of Skywalker um, is when Ray is talking with Leia, in particular, right at the beginning, and she Ray's basically coming to the idea that you know what I. <laughs> I just got to walk away from my training for a little bit. I got to go on a side mission. I, you know, I got to, I got to go take care of everything with Poe, Finn, and the rest of the crew, um, and then I will return to my training so that I can finish up what I need to stop. And I think why it makes that alone makes number five for me is because Ray looks at Leia and says, "You know, yes, Master," and I'm that, like, 
that was I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a second here. They're teasing something that maybe brought up, obviously was brought up later in the film. Um, when we come to find out that Luke and Leia in particular, Luke was training her. And that's something in Legends that we knew was a major part of Leia's development. And we see that. And it's like, it comes full circle for a lot of us in that moment. Yeah. Full circle. That, that was one of my favorite scenes. Seeing young Luke and Leia oh, tra- training. So good. The de-aging stuff that they've been fantastic. doing is fantastic. Yeah. Like, granted, it's a little bit harder with Carrie Fisher because she's unfortunately not with us anymore. Right, right. But Mark Hamill's, I didn't see any... Nothing. Like, I thought it was tinkering. Sebastian Stan at first. I did too. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Oh, if they used him for screen for the capture, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. He could have had like a day off from shooting like Falcon and Winter Soldier and being right. like, hey, come over here. We need you for this scene here. We'll find out. We'll find out. Um, but yeah, that was just something we've always wanted to see and to see Leia's lightsaber. Mm-hmm. What it looked like. And honestly, it kind of looks a little bit like Palpatine's. A little bit, just a little really longer. Does. It really looks like Palpatine's like black and gold one. Yeah. But hers was more like a purplish kind of silver. Yeah, it was very different in that case. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, heading out of number five and into number four for me, um, in particular, the um, entire scene that happens on uh, the planet's skipping my mind right now, the other desert planet that we went to. And there was the big celebration happening. Um, yeah, I can't remember the name. Fans, I, I, fans listening will be able to give us that I direction. Think it's, it starts with a P. I remember that. Oh, um, oh my goodness, it's on the tip of my tongue now. Pra, prana, pra, something like that. Prana, yeah. Somebody, somebody can uh, uh, correct me on that. But that planet alone, and when they're celebrating, the one young um, individual who walks up to Ray gives her the beads on her neck. That interaction between Ray and another species there, and knowing that, you know, in that moment, everything is great, everything's going wonderful. And there's just something very special about that moment. I don't know if it's Daisy Ridley in particular as an actress and her character of Ray, but you really see the compassion that she has gained yeah. for everybody around her in the galaxy. I mean, and, 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 I, and I call it directly back, Andrew, to. When she first meets BB-8. Pazana. Pazana. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Um, when she first meets BB-8 on Jakku. And she literally wants nothing to do with him. She wants no interaction with any other species at all. And now suddenly we've gone to Pazana. And she meets this new culture. And she wants to know more about them. Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely fascinating. And I think Daisy really. Uh, just to see her as Ray and and portray that very open culture focused character um, is wonderful. And then of course we see Lando in that scene. Um, that that was really cool. That kind of encompasses scene. my and review there. I have to say this. Billy D. Williams it shows how great of an actor he is. Because when he's in interviews or on stage, he's he doesn't have the mojo he used to when he was younger, but yeah. in his scenes for Rise of Skywalker, I saw Lando. I didn't see Billy D. Williams being tired. I 
fucking I saw Lando fucking Calrissian. Yeah, you did. You do in that moment. It's amazing. It was really cool. Yeah. And and the story of because I was gonna mention it in Last Jedi, but yeah, um, yeah. The fact that him and Luke were searching for the Emperor. Specifically because you do find one of the Emperor's observatories in Battlefront 2. Right. That's what Luke was doing after Return of the Jedi. And the fact that both Luke and Lando were doing that is really cool. And those who are saying like, oh, why didn't we get something like this? It's like, we're probably going to get something like that. Yeah, they have to understand that. either, Either a book, comic book. Well, they could even do a Disney Plus series. They can use Donald Glover as a young Lando, and they can use Sebastian Stan as a young Luke. Or even just do an animated series, have Mark Hamill voice Luke, and have Billy Dee Williams voice Lando. Yeah, there's so many different options. I think you and I have said that with The Rise of Skywalker in particular. No matter what anybody says about this film, no matter whether you like it or not, this film opens up the opportunity to many more stories to be told and to really fill in the gaps. I think Star Wars has done a fantastic job under Disney of trying to fill in gaps in places that make sense. Do I always agree that they do? No. But what I do agree with is that the more canon we can have and explore, the more that we really understand to get this galaxy far, far away and really are able to be transported into it, which is Agreed. 100%. The whole purpose of Star Wars is that escapism and that ability to be able to do so. And then into that, my number three moment um, is actually the very end of the film um, when we see Ray bury her saber um, in particular. Um, she buries two sabers. Um, she, bury, she buries Leia's and, Leia's and Luke's, the one that she is able to obtain. Yeah. And um, her first saber. Her first saber, yeah, exactly. Um, and she buries them in the sand. And, and finally, I mean, just... I think when she stares off, I mean, she goes back to, to Luke's homestead on, on Tatooine, which I think that was really cool. When I saw that, I was like, no way they're doing this. No way. JJ is doing this. And she's there. She's staring at the uh, sunset. Of course, the, the two moons as they're falling into the sky and she looks back and she sees the force ghosts of Luke and Leia. And she's standing there with who else? Her trusty droid. Yep. And I'm like, oh my goodness gracious. And that scene for me, emotions were very we're at their peak already. And then when you have that and you end it right there where it all started, um, leaves a lot of questions to be answered, but at the same time wraps up where we started. Where did we start? Luke looking at the binary sunset. Where do we end? Ray looking at the binary sunset. Ray what? Ray Skywalker. Yeah. Which is like, yes, yes, that, yes, yes. That was a really cool moment. The other cool thing is we see Ray's new lightsaber. Yes. And it's a color we have, we've seen in video games and stuff, but we haven't seen in live action or the movies yet. What color was her lights, new is that, lightsaber? Is that the yellow one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a color that I think is absolutely fascinating and is one you know, like you said in the video games, and even in some of the legend stuff, we've seen the yellow before, but we've never seen it actually in live action form now. 
And now to see that that was her color is like, oh, how cool is that? How cool is that? So that's my number three. My number two moment is, and I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this. I'm just preparing everybody out there, no matter how you feel. I, I really do think that the moment after Palpatine is defeated and Ray and Ben are sitting there, and I'll call it the kissing scene. Yes, that's fine. But why it's my number two moment is because we come to the reality, and I kind of stem this back to what Dave Hackerson has said in the past, that when there's balance, like the yin and yang, the yin and yang recognize each other. Mm-hmm. Ben Solo redeemed himself, and that entire sequence of him coming to try to save Ray, and, and just the way that he's acting like his father in that moment. You saw that they people have gone online and now done where he shoots backwards at at one of the yeah. guard that one of the guards coming at him, just like his father did. He's running around. He trips and falls in, yeah. lands, and he's basically says like "ow," <laughs> like yeah. his father would. And then finally, that moment where they're holding each other and kiss, and they look at each other, and she says, "Ben, you just you just sit there and you're like, you know." Is this a Raylo moment? Probably. And just for that quick second, it's like, okay, it mm-hmm. works. It works for the, that side of the fandom. It works for me because in the process of yin and yang, one has to fail for the other to succeed. The yin and the yang are only successful when bonded together. Mm-hmm. And they, you, for the, for the sake of George's story of the good and the bad, you kind of need that. Yep. And in that moment alone, no matter what anybody says about it, that's when you look at it and you say, okay, they're coming together. They're recognizing each other, the light and the dark. Ben now pushing himself more towards the light and recognizing that, you know what, everybody has their flaws. But when they come together, you can see why things go the way that they do. Mm-hmm. And I just love that dynamic in that moment. And I think that in the process of the, the defeat of Palpatine. Um, it just means so much to it. And Ben transitioning into the forest. I see that and I'm like, whoa, hold on a second. There's more about Ben Solo than we even know that he knows that ability on his own. So that moment is really, really a, a great moment, no matter how anybody takes it. And then finally, 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 my number one moment. Is when we see the Ewoks celebrating. No, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> I, I got that bet right. Um, you but did. You did. That was rare. But, right? but actually, I'll wait until. Well, yeah, we'll we'll wait till the uh, <laughs> conclusion to to break the news on that. But um, my number one scene from the Rise of Skywalker itself is when Ray is with Palpatine, and she basically agrees to cutting him down essentially to take his spot on the throne. And we see something that we have not seen in a long time in star Wars. And it's something that I've always kind of wanted, which is really the presence of the Sith in that moment. Ray is speaking with Palpatine and then Palpatine is speaking to the entire dark side, the entire force itself and is saying that this is the process This is something that has been brought up in Legends, folks. This process of finally being able to achieve the defeat of a master. Her grandfather, folks. Her grandfather. And being able to cut him down and take his place. The rule of two. 
the, the, the apprentice must take down the master to assume control. JJ gave that to us, folks. Yep. For all of us who have followed the canon and the legends for years, we finally got that in canon form in live action form. We did it with Clone Wars in particular. It was mentioned and it was brought up because Darth Bane showed up in the Yoda arc. But we finally saw it in that format. And it was from the man himself, Emperor Palpatine, and and Rey herself. And I think that that alone was so different and I was awed. I was absolutely awed by the entire thing. The voices screaming out, the, the, the basically the Sith presence of the past being there in that moment. As a dark side lover, as somebody who loves that part of Star Wars, I look at that moment and I'm like, this is this is exactly what I love. Mm-hmm. And Palpatine's saying, which is a Legends thing, that he will transfer his essence into her. Yes. She doesn't do it, or something along the line. Oh. And that is something he did in Legends with his clones. Yeah. It's not the exact same as his clones, but it's still honoring that in a way. Yeah. And Sidious or Palpatine said he is the Sith Order. He is every Sith past and present. And it reminds reminded me of um like Vitiate or Nihilus. Um and how this was the best of Palpatine that we got in Oh Ian McDermott killed it. He He did did so well. And next to Revenge of the Sith, this is my favorite stuff with Palpatine. Yeah, agreed. Um, but my six takeaways, um, number six um, would be specifically the duel, the final duel. Well, yeah, the duel that is kind of going back and forth, the teleporting. Yes. I really liked that duel. I liked it a little bit more than their final duel. I did like their final duel, but it was just something we hadn't seen before. Yeah. And um, it was diff- It was really unique. Kind of like Very unique. with um, Ben getting the saber from Red. Yeah, that was cool. Like that. That, w- that was a really cool moment. Um, five um, is when Ray force grabs the transport on Ooh, yes. Um I'm already forgetting the name of the desert planet. Pasana. Um where she force grabs, which is straight out of Force Unleashed. Yes. And Kylo force grabs it. And like I said, Kylo has to be her equal. He is her equal in this movie. Yes, hundred percent. And she uses force lightning. Mm-hmm. I know. Oh, and we got a fake out. You are <laughs> you, you started you started fucking crying. Right I there. know because I thought it was true. I thought Chewbacca was gone in that moment. I was like, no, by the hands of Ray. And it, that was the first inkling that she was Palpatine's granddaughter. Yeah. In a way. And yeah, it was. I think Ben I think Kylo wasn't too sure Yeah he had heard things He had heard things yeah And when he saw the forest lightning He's like okay she is a Palpatine 
Um, four. Going back to Octo. And that was great. And that's Luke. Ray tossing her saber like Luke did, and Luke catching it and walking out of the fire. Mm. Mm-hmm. That was that was really cool. And those who hated Luke in the last Jedi, this Luke is pretty much just like the old Luke that we had in the original trilogy. Um, except yes. his hair was longer. So when yeah, you, interesting. So when, when you die, does your hair still grow and stuff? Or I guess in in terms of the Force, it does. Okay. I mean, yeah. he looked he looked a lot cooler. There's um, got to be a great clips in 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 the next level of the force then maybe maybe. Uh, well we didn't see Anakin so who knows his hair's gotta be really long (laughs) his hair's like cousin it from Av's family (laughs) (laughs) looks like ZZ Top yes Um, that was really cool Um, and him the last time we saw his X-Wing being pulled out of the water was Yoda yeah that's right Luke finally did it and it was two Yoda's thing that was that was a really cool so good and he he kind of had the same pose as Yoda did when he was lifting the hand yeah the X-Wing and um Rey is officially Red 5 isn't that so cool it it is really cool and even cooler because you got a specific Christmas present that day hey man I got something special um I don't have it. I don't have it with me. I'm gonna take a photo of it. What? <sighs> Comment from the peanut gallery once again. Yep. Um, <laughs> that was three for me. Yeah. Two. Anything with Palpatine. I love whatever, that. Whatever. Whatever. Palpatine was there. Yeah. I was paying attention. And honestly, I love his decomposing look with the blind looking eyes and everything. Yeah. It it was different and scary. I want to see scary. I want to see cosplays of that Palpatine. That'd be awesome. How they're gonna get like the missing finger and everything like that? I don't know, but <laughs> surgical removal, you know, it always works. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> That's unhealthy. Um, but that was really cool, and seeing him reform into his oh. classic Emperor Palpatine look. Mm. But the thing that was cool about it is he goes to do the forest landing, but um, Kylo Ben. And Ray's force essence goes into him, and he's like, because before that, he's like, oh, I'm going to make you Empress and everything like that. Once yeah. that happens, he's like, oh, fuck it. I'm saying yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. But it was really cool seeing him reform. And the shot that gave me chills is when he's looking down at his yellow oh, eyes. That's why it's on the poster. <laughs> Just the beginning. And Everybody was wondering why it was on the poster. That's why. Exactly. And to those who are like, oh, it's a spoiler. It's like you already knew what Palpatine looked like anyway before that. And he has a red cloak. I The red cloak definitely works for Palpatine here. This is the most demonic we see Palpatine. 100%. And 
yeah, it would have been cool to see him with the lightsaber again, but at this point, with how powerful he is, he doesn't need a lightsaber. Doesn't need it. No. And they brought in something else from Legends. He created a Force Storm. Oh, the Force Storm, yeah. And that was really cool. And yeah, there's just so much stuff for everyone to love in this. And number one, the redemption of Ben Solo. Yeah. Starting with the cameo that I'm still shocked that nothing leaked from that. I don't know how it didn't leak. Han Solo shows up. I have a theory that in Leia's last moment, she made that memory um, manifest. Where Han Solo was actually there. And... No idea how that didn't get leaked. Um, no, not at all. I mean, like I, I'm not the biggest Han Solo fan, but Robin was sitting next to me and he saw how I reacted. You were, yeah, you're really like, holy shit! What? Yeah. How are they doing this? And yeah, I think you even said. I think you specifically said, "Holy shit!" Yeah, I did. <laughs> I think you did. As, as soon as he said, "Hey, kid," I'm like, "No fucking way!" <laughs> that's what you said. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then. When they panned the hot hole, I'm like, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) It was so cool. It it was really cool. And the personality, the difference between Kyla's personality and Ben's is different. So different. different. Um, And, okay, I'm going to add a second part to my favorite. Number one. Okay. So, Ben's redemption... And Ray talking to the past Jedi. Oh, dude. I totally... Oh, my God. Yes. Not just yes. any specific Jedis. No, She's I mean... She's talking to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yep. Qui-Gon Jinn. Yep. Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Luminara. Aayla Secura, which is your favorite Jedi. Yeah! Ahsoka. Kanan. Kanan. And Luke. Luke is only at the very end, but everything they say is some of my favorite Star Wars lines. They say her name. They say her name. Just like, oh. Anakin and Kanan's are my favorite lines. Anakin's being bring the Force back into balance like I did, Ray. That's huge. And then Kanan saying the heart of the Jedi lies their strength. Oh, oh man. It was just so cool hearing all these Jedi voices. It would have been cool to see them, but hearing them is just fine for me. Yeah. And oh wait, forgot Yoda. We hear Yoda. Of course. <laughs> well, Yoda's been in here all this time, right? Yeah. He, he's been there. What'd you say? I said Ahsoka. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the peanut gallery. Um, but yeah, it was. Yeah, it, I did hear that Anakin did have scenes where he showed up, but they were cut for a specific time, mm. which is we fine. We see those in deleted scenes, though. I, I, I think so. I think he's talking to Ben. Man, that deleted scene stuff is going to be insane. 
I guarantee this movie was probably three hours long. But they at had least, cut. yeah, it had to have been at least an additional twenty minutes. I would say. But they had to cut it to about two and a half hours. Yeah. Where, where for us it was almost like three hours because we had like thirty minutes of fucking previews. Oh, don't even get me started. Where it faked us out with a fucking car commercial, and then it goes back to fucking previews. That, How do you go that, from a Cadillac commercial to that? I have no idea. And it's like... Do you see how nervous I was getting? You were like, it's okay, Robin, breathe. It's all right. You you weren't getting nervous. You were getting mad. I, well, I was nervous at first. I did have a lot of anxiety after the third one. I was like, okay, here we go. Here comes the fourth one. <laughs> oh, no, here's the fifth one. Okay. <laughs> relax. Relax. Sean was even like, Robin, it's okay. Seventh one. I was like, oh, my God. What is going on here? <laughs> Stop this immediately. I thought they were going to do nine because it's episode nine. I mean, Sean predicted one. I predicted one and you predicted one. Yeah, I predicted All of us at least got one of them. Yeah. So I guess we got that going for us. But yeah. anybody out there who's who's going to see it, please let us know how many previews they're showing yeah. in your theater. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. curious. Yeah. I mean, because the only time they never played previews was for Solo: A Star Wars Story. It just yeah, like, that's right. the show and it went right into the movie. Right into it. They didn't even bother. Um. But yeah, um, the Force Ghost voices is easily some of my favorite stuff yeah. in Star Wars, it is. and I say that is kind of a cameo with all those Jedi. You have to think that, especially yeah. Qui Gon. Oh, Qui-Gon being the first Jedi in centuries to become one with the Force. I'm not the biggest Mace Windu fan, but hearing him was really cool, too. And hearing him say Rey. Um, we get both versions of Obi-Wan. Ewan McGregor and Alec Guinness. And Alec Guinness, yeah. Just Alec Guinness saying Rey, but Obi-Wan saying, these are your final se- steps, Rey. Rise yeah. and take them. It was just so cool. It is. And another moment that is an honorary mention when you think all hope is lost and you think everyone's going to die in the space battle, you hear Lando come over. Yeah. Because Poe says there's too many of them, but Lando says. But there's more of us. <laughs> and then Poe goes over a Star Destroyer and you see just a massive oh, of all these um, ships. And you hear the classic like Star Wars like music with that shot is just yep. I don't normally get like goosebumps, but that's one of the moments that gave me goosebumps. Yeah, totally. Totally agree with you on that one. It was a bit, and we were always wondering from the trailer how that was going to work, how that was going to look um, when it came to the film, and it didn't disappoint whatsoever. No, not at all. And even we got a cameo of James Earl Jones voicing Darth Vader again. I know when he was saying that I've been all your voices that you've ever heard. And someone said that they heard Anakin talking at that moment too, like oh, suit Darth Vader, so. I'm going to see if I hear anything 
when I see it. Multiple viewings. Yep. You gotta you gotta go back. This movie you can't just see it once. You have to see it multiple times. I know people that have already seen it five times already, and it's it's really impressive because they say that they're going back in it because they're looking for something in particular. They're focusing on one character in this showing and whatever else. So she's mad at me because she can't go tomorrow. Well, Renee can deal with that. She can go and see it at some other time coming up. What? Or whenever you go see it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can go, but you're going to get a <laughs> pedicure with Christine. <laughs> the inner workings of the Brick City blockade. Pedicures what? and no Star Wars, folks. I'm going to be the commentary yeah. for this entire interaction between <laughs> Andrew and Renee. Pedicures and Star Wars, folks. That is... I mean, I mean, they probably have those. Why? How do you think um, Chewbacca gets his nails done? I mean, it has to be something like that, yeah. And you know, Cloud, Cloud has to have some kind of uh, pedicure system. I mean, I wish we had more of him in, in the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, he was on there and he was able to like work with the electronics on the Falcon. I was like, what is? He doesn't have arms. What is Cloud doing? He uses his eyeballs. Uses his eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a he's like a snail or a slug where you poke his eye it just sinks back in <laughs> so when I he's doing it. that it just they both just sink in at different moments <laughs> i love it we need cloud a star wars story we need something um, for that but and then snap bites the dust man he does <sighs> and um, i pre- i predicted that one too yeah, yeah. And sadly greg grunberg um, had to be killed off but it wasn't just like, oh, he died off screen. He at least died during the battle and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It um, made sense for his character. It would have been cool if Kaz showed up. I'm not the biggest Resistance fan, but it would have been cool if he was there. Something like that, yeah. Or like Poe couldn't like um, escape one of the TIE fighters. And then the next wing comes in and is like, I got you, Poe. And then takes out the Even just the TIE voice fighter. in that moment. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's a lot of different things like that. Yeah. But. but Ahsoka, at this point, is dead. Mm. But we didn't hear Ezra, so he's still alive. Correct. So that's kind of teasing what Filoni might be working with at some point here. Yeah. Um, there's There was also another moment that happened. Mm. And one where you lost it. You absolutely lost it. You know what? You know what? I'm, you know what? Which one that was? Exactly what I'm talking about. Was that with Leia? Yeah. Yeah, when she gives herself. Yeah, Renee is mocking you, like doing this. Stop it! Stop mocking me! Stop mocking my sadness! Yeah, you were you were oh, bawling, dude. Because let me say this. It was right. for me. It was Chewie's reaction to it. Yes, it was. It was. The whole sequence in that area was just like, oh my goodness gracious. Knowing that she gave herself up to try to make a final stand against Ben to give him the reality check that he deserved. And the way that she did it and then R2 being there, I think that that's what hit me the hardest. Is that R2 was there when it all happened. And the reaction of Chewbacca, oh my goodness gracious. Anytime a Wookiee cries, Junus Sudamano. I, I, you, he he's fantastic, oh Chewie in this. God, he just killed it, knocked it out of the park, and uh, you're right. I mean, I forgot to buy tissues, and I'm regretting it now 
because I, I feel like I still have residue. Renee did look for tissues, but she's like, he's on his own. <laughs> he's, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. He's not coming back. Um, I didn't grab napkins for my popcorn, so it's like, oh. <laughs> son of a. <laughs> but I think Sean grabbed napkins, but I think he forgot they were in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> they were in the, the Newberry Comics bag and totally forgot about them. Of <laughs> <laughs> but, um,. Yeah, and I made Sean. Sean got super emotional because I was getting emotional. He told me that after. He was like, he was like, you were like moaning and sad about this thing, and yeah, I was over there. He was yeah, like, I couldn't help but you, cry. You were, you were like ugly crying. I, dude, I ugly cry in Star Wars. There's our next T public design. I ugly yes. cried. I ugly yes. cried during Just the rise of Skywalker. Just a single tear going down the Brixie logo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly. Exactly. So. Wow. Oh, wow, she made a comment a about me. Oh, boy. Jenna's the man of the relationship. Ooh! Ooh, ooh, ooh. Miss Jenna Coakley, if you're listening to this, don't listen to it. Um, <laughs> but, but anyway. Uh, I mean, it's kind of too late at that point. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm not backtracking. Why I'm not backtracking? Um, but yeah, it, it's super emotional, I think, for any fan. She needs to stop making comments right now. She needs to stop it because... We are trying to do a very sophisticated, non-crying podcast. She's making fun <laughs> of my inner self, which likes to get emotional at certain scenes because they're just too hard to handle. Honestly, I will say I would have cried a little bit more. I did get teary-eyed. You did. I would have cried a little bit more if I didn't hear you because I'm like, nope, I have to be the man here. <laughs> <laughs> I do. If, if anybody I can, has to know I can shed a single tear, but I can't be like, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I know, I'm like super motivated to cry if anybody knows that at Brick City Blockade. Now you do, is that I start crying when it comes yeah, to anything she, like this. Renee said she would have cried too, but she started laughing hearing you. <laughs> <laughs> what a jerk comment, Renee. I, I think my cousin did. did yeah, your cousin did. That. Yeah. I mean, I was like quite fine. <laughs> Robin, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. Robin, for those listening, Robin was like, <laughs> I know, I was having a hard time. I was having a hard time, folks. It's like when was I was a like, kid and I accidentally bit into the Tootsie Pop when I wanted to finish it. That's how it felt to me, folks. I didn't want to get to the center of the Tootsie Pop. No, it was like as if your ice cream cone, the ice cream fell off the cone. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? You're going to get another ice cream. Uh, you know, no, I don't. I don't know. It, it, literally, <laughs> like there were some scenes in there that I think it's super easy to get emotionally choked up on. One hundred percent. I did. Did I take it like a baby? Yeah, of course I did. I always do when it comes to emotions and, and uh, output that everybody else hears within the movie theater and probably questions my manhood maybe just a tiny bit. But other than that, the entire um, theater did hear you. Yeah, I know they did. I know they did. I know there was a few behind us that was kind of like you, but... Yeah. Yeah. Not, Join the club. Not to the extent of you. Because you were, like, trying to get into the fetal position. I was, <laughs> I was like, true. What? I couldn't what is take going it. on? I couldn't take it. I just... Uh, damn you, J.J. Abrams. I think because it's still fresh, that Carrie's gone. I think that's what it hit for me. I just remembered that time in Rogue One. When I came out and I found out about Debbie Reynolds passing away. And where, then where I almost completely lost it was the Force Ghost on Tatooine. Yeah. Yeah, I got emotional there, but it was... And fun fact. Emotional there. The, 
the hood that Ray has is actually a tribute to Princess Leia's first like gown. She has the hood and everything. Oh, like that. that's amazing. That's but amazing. Yeah, lots, lots of uh, emotions with Rise of Skywalker, and I'm sure I'm still I'm gonna have them again. Of course, seeing it tomorrow and everything. Yeah. Uh, but for those saying that this ruined Star Wars for you, I don't understand it. Yeah. Um. There's so much stuff to love in here than to hate. I, I think at this point it's just cool to hate on Star Wars, so they're just jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah, it, it kind of seems like that. It seems like people, um, and, and I think there was one individual online, and I think it was fantastic. I don't know if it was the Scarif podcast crew or um, our friends over at Rebel Scum. It was one of the other podcasts out there um, that we were really close with. Said in particular, you can't base, base a judgment off of the one time that you've seen no. it. Um, a lot of people are jumping to conclusions based on the one time that they've seen this film. And uh, I think that everybody is entitled to their position on something. They're entitled to feel the way they want. And they're entitled to to share that. But I think the other side of it is, is as well, and we say it at the podcast all the time, that unity is community, folks. That when we come together, we just can't portray one perspective on something. When we come out and we share our opinion on something, you have to hear everybody's. And you can't try to throw your opinion onto somebody else and think that they're going to accept it. Mm -hmm. I don't accept half of the opinions out there and half of the people don't accept mine. But you know what? Am I going to lose sleep over it? No. Yes. I am not. <laughs> Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. My emotions no, are high from that. You'll just be sitting in your bed like um, Count Dooku did in Clone Wars, just sitting there with your lightsaber yeah. on your desk, just be, being like, they didn't like my opinion. They <laughs> to me. And then oh, assassins come in and try and kill you, and you have yes. to lightsaber fight them. Yeah, yeah, it's all set to ro ready to rock and roll. No, I mean, but seriously, I think um, don't expect that other people are going to accept your opinion and, yeah. and, and take it as theirs because that's just not how this works, folks. That's not how the Force works. That's not how the Rise of Skywalker. That's not just how Star Wars works. And I think that. It's going to be important over the next many years here as we continue to reflect on the rise of Skywalker in this sequel trilogy that we put things into perspective that Star Wars is a film for escapism. It's a film that takes us back to a galaxy far, far away, away from the world in which we live in right now. Yeah. And to take it seriously and to take it as something more than what J.J., Lucasfilm, Disney, George ever wanted it to be to take it to that next extent and to criticize it based off of how you personally feel leave those opinions to social media and don't act on them okay. say what you're going to say and move on because not everybody's going to want to act on on what you're saying exactly. and I agree with you so uh, that that's that's my little uh, words of the wise in, in that case um is just you know say what you're going to say have the opinion opinion that you want but just don't expect that everybody's going to agree with you and then just don't attack them just yeah. let it go just let it go let it happen and, and move on because star wars is meant to have fun with folks you're meant to go to the theater go to that galaxy far far away and have some fun that's yeah. what it's about it's so simple it's so simple andrew it's honestly just i know it's hard to do but just go in with a fresh mind and just try and form your own opinion on it 
Yes. Your own opinion is the only opinion that should matter. Yes. I've been defending the prequels for as long as I can remember. Yes, you have. It's my opinion. I like the prequels. I like the sequel trilogy. I just like Star Wars. As long as it's good and not the Ewok Tales or Star Wars The Holiday Special. Oh, nonsense. I'm going to be as positive as I can about it. (laughs) Um, We should do a recap of that one day. I feel like we should. Just torture ourselves and just... Just think. If that was the only other thing we had of Star Wars, just think of that. I'm staying positive. I'm staying positive. (laughs) It's hard, but I'm staying positive. For those who aren't staying positive, just think of that. We could have just had Star Wars in the holiday special. Look at that. The Christmas and the Stars, the album. No. No. But um, before we officially wrap up, we did have a game. Um, yes, yes, For yes, the yes. Rise of Skywalker, where we kind of had like predictions and or things that might happen in it. That's right. Um, I'll let you give the rundown on what happened. Yeah, so on the Words of the Wills episode, which you guys will be able to catch over on the podcast feed, coming up here, and why I haven't released it is because I want people to kind of listen to it and reflect upon their viewing of The Rise of Skywalker, hear what we had to say, did our predictions come out true, did they come out false, but we played a game in particular where certain things in The Rise of Skywalker, we waged points on whether they would happen or not. And let me just cut straight to the facts. A lot of them uh, didn't happen. That's just how it is. Um, that's that's the plain facts. But some of them did happen, folks. And that's where the points came into play. And in third place was Mr. Sean Michaud. Um, he had 17.5 points out of the total of 62 points that he could have earned, uh, which is quite impressive. Um, it's not enough to pass the junior year of high school, but it's, 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 it's enough to get you through as a Star Wars fan, which is fantastic, and to, and to go and enjoy Rise of Skywalker. So Sean came in third. I came in second with 24.5 points. Um, the big one for me was the um, Ewoks showing up at the very end. That was a that was an eight pointer for me, yeah. um, which really separated Sean and I in terms of the points. Uh, if Sean had said Ewoks, um, which he didn't want to talk about at all, um, we would have been tied for second place, and our third place winner probably would have been, I don't know, some random guy. I would have just <laughs> found a random guy on social media and said, "Hey, guess what? You got third place." Um, so. Then finally, of course, of course, and he's trying to get me to tell me, tell me to tell you to tell Andrew uh, what he won. But that's not going to happen, folks. Uh, we spent the first five minutes of this podcast him basically saying, do it, do it. Tell do me it. what it is. Um, it. And uh, I'm waiting for the day here when Renee's like, please tell Andrew he won't shut up about this. Just please tell him what the hell it's going to be. Um, I'm, I'm waiting. Sleep, he's just like talking to sleep saying do it <laughs> That's all gonna you're, gonna, you're gonna be like snoke you're gonna bridge my mind you're gonna you're gonna haunt me yes <laughs> in that was case it snoke that bridge their mind or was it palpatine in okay now we've confirmed that it was palpatine that confirmed their mind yeah. that brought their minds together yes and um, snoke, snoke had a little bit of the forest but he he didn't have as much power as palpatine no 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 no, no. it was just the puppet it was just the puppet and all of it. And, um, yeah, so Andrew won it with 31.5 points, which is quite impressive. You had almost all the Force Ghosts lined up, which is fantastic. 
Um, I did? Yeah, actually, I think you got them all correct because there was an extra one that you added in for an additional two points, and you say Kylo, actually, which I thought was kind oh, of interesting. Shit. You added that in just for that for for shits and giggles, and you had Leia and you had Luke, and then you added Kylo in for the bonus points, and that's what separated you and I in particular was you got all of those correct, which was super impressive, um, and the way that it happened in the film. You know, I was sitting there in that moment with Luke and Leia showing up, and there was a side of me, like the emotions of it were there. And then it panned over, and I saw Luke and Leia, and I'm like, fuck! Damn it, he got. <laughs> I was like, damn it, he got the nine points. All right. <laughs> Whatever. That's all his. Um, damn it, he won. <laughs> <laughs> if so, I didn't get that, I you probably would have won. Yeah, I, yeah. It would have been. I would have had the uh, 24.5. Whatever the score was, I was in the mid twenties, and then you would have been in the mid twenties. You might have still won by like point three points or something, uh, which is really really impressive. But it was so much fun um, going in and then calculating it. Um, actually, I'm gonna post a picture of what the actual scorecard looks like on social media. Uh, it's a mess. It's a mess. I had to really go through it and like add points next to it, check things off. Uh, so it, it was a lot of fun, and I, I can't wait to do another one of those with a Star Wars film or show. I think season I think two of Mandalorian would be really cool to do that with. That would with. be fun. I think we should maybe try and do it for Clone Wars. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Definitely do an episode. Do it. Definitely do it for new Star Wars films coming in the future. Yeah, we'll give so, it to our spoiler alert, Spoiler alert. I don't get how people don't get this. It's not the end of the Star Wars films. It's only it's the end of the Skywalkers. Correct. Story. Correct. So we're moving on. We're moving on to other films, other projects, of course. And um, I, I guess if people didn't watch the um, recap of um, our scores for the, for the Rise of Skywalker, why don't we share them on here, Andrew, just so that people who are listening to the episode uh, have an idea. But what was your score in particular coming out of Rise of Skywalker? I gave it a 9 out of 10. Yeah, and I'll be curious to see what it will be after your second and possible third viewing as well. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> it can only go up from here. It can only go up. After my second viewing, I'll have an idea on like my ranking for Star Wars films. Yeah, yeah. Place. We'll release those as well. I think people would be fascinated by our rankings. Mine, yours, and Sean's ranking. Yeah, definitely. All the Star Wars films. That, that would be really cool. Yeah, we'll put that up there, and then maybe one of our uh, fans on Patreon, um, if they want to uh, share one of those with us, we'll put it up on patrons, and they can see our list before everybody else gets it across social media, yeah. which would be really cool for the rest of the crew. But yeah, and I had a, um, mine was an 8.5 because of where The Last Jedi and um, Force Awakens had sat, but I have a funny feeling that um, with The Rise of Skywalker, it will probably go up to a 9 by my third and fourth viewing. Um, I think that it definitely has even more potential than what I originally imagined coming out of it. So uh, it matters. You got to curtail your focus into certain things and really like focus in on, okay, what is Ray going through? What is Finn going through? What is Poe going through deep down inside um, in this film? Because there's so much more to it than what we saw the first time. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And like I said to my cousin, it's the strongest out of the sequel trilogy because he was on the fence of seeing it because of the reviews and stuff and he trusts my judgment more than anything because of the podcast and stuff like that uh, but I told him it's easily the strongest out of the sequel trilogy there's stuff from Legends and the past films that yeah. everyone's going to like well, not everyone but so most most <clears throat> 
There's enough in there for you to pay attention to. Totally. Um, anything else um, that we missed? Or? I think we're putting a cap on The Rise of Skywalker. We are yeah. going to be talking about this film so much over the next yes. four to five months and going forward. So this is our review, but guess, get ready, folks, because we're going to have so much There's more, gonna really be more breaking down what happened in this film and in the sequel trilogy alone. We have another trilogy to talk about, which is absolutely fantastic. We do. And um, I made the announcement on Facebook yesterday by making it here. 2020 Words of the Rose is coming back. Yes. Um, both the Facebook live version and the audio um, the podcast version. Um, they're going to both be different in certain ways where there'll be more guests on the podcast version compared to uh, right. Facebook Live. And it's there's it's just going to be a revamped version of it where Facebook Live yeah. is going to be the same format as, as it has been, but the podcast yep. version with Robin, it's just going to be better. Yeah. It'll, 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 there'll be a lot more freedoms to uh, open up the discussion even more. Um, the Facebook version is for you guys who follow us on Facebook individually. Um, a lot of fantastic people, James Grant, your brother, um, and a whole slew, a whole slew of people over there that love to listen to the podcast and like to tune in and watch us face to face, have a discussion like we are right here, right now, or listen to us on the podcast where you don't see our beautiful faces, but you hear our beautiful voices. Um, and that's what it's all about. And in 2020, we look forward to bringing that to the next level and have words of the wills hit 2020 in a whole brand new, fantastic fucking way. Agree. Um, unfortunately, is that time we call plug time? So, Robin, where can the people find you across um, the medias of social? The medias of social, well, you can also find me in the theater even more coming up soon to see The Rise of Skywalker. Please make sure to go get your tickets to support this film. It is so much fun for the family. That's the big thing, is for the family. And like I said on social media, I just want to quickly say in my plug time, uh, you know where to find me, so I'm not going to hamper your time with that, but I will hamper it with this. No, I'm kidding. It's not a hampering. But, um, I'm calling out to everybody in the Star Wars community. If if you feel like you have a negative connotation with this film, you really don't want to see it. Give your ticket. Allow somebody who really wants to go see this film the opportunity. Buy a ticket for three, four people, even a couple people who can't afford to make it to the theater this holiday season. And to really experience, be taken to this galaxy far, far away. I cannot say it enough. We are so lucky to have the finances that we do and have the opportunity to go to see this movie where others don't have it. And if you can find the opportunity, whether it's at your local shelter, whether it's um, somebody you know, a next-door neighbor, who, who is missing out on something really special this holiday season, you want to do something special for them, reach out and say, hey, I want a couple tickets to go see The Rise of Skywalker and have some fun for a day. <laughs> Please do that. I'm looking forward to doing that myself here towards the end of the year into the beginning of uh, 2020 and I'll let everybody know how it goes. But, but it, it's really the opportunity to share your fandom with others who, um, to be honest with you, may, may not have the finances to be able to go and have that fun. I think about kids who just don't have the finances uh, in their family's perspective to be able to go and enjoy this film. So take, take some thought, stop being so negative and, and put it towards a very positive thing. Move forward with it. Allow somebody else to have some fun. If, if, if that's if that's what this world needs and it does agree um, you can find me on 
Twitter at agarish1, Instagram at andrew625, yeah, andrew62592, <laughs> um, YouTube at Commander Nerd, where you can see the Day of Rise of Skywalker vlog that we did. Uh, there's going to be more stuff um, with the Brick City YouTube channel going forward. We're still figuring out like what exactly we, we want to do with it and uh, whatnot going forward. Um, I do want to say this. Um, have a nice holiday or yes. Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Just remember, it's about family and just spending time with people that you love. And as we always say at the podcast, may the force be with you. Always.